If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a bunch of them, and most of them are free with Kindle Unlimited. Don't have Kindle Unlimited? No problem. They're all priced pretty cheap. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. The Forbidden Cave I write romance novels for a living. The settings may be different, but the stories are all the same. Mysterious stranger arrives on the scene. The tough, scorned, age-compatible woman who has sworn off men is intrigued. The villain of the story drives a wedge between them, but said wedge actually brings the couple closer together, and ultimately they team up to defeat the story's villain and find themselves in each other's arms. And they live happily ever after. I've used every conceivable setting for this formula. Medieval, modern western, historic western, futuristic dystopia, futuristic utopia, science fiction, otherworldly, arctic exposition, the desert, the jungle, the mountains, the ocean, on a cruise, on a battleship, on a submarine, on an airplane, a spaceship, in a science lab, a university, and on and on. Name a terrain, I've used it. Name the location, I've used it. Name the vessel, I've used it. I had done it all, and judging by my sales figures, my readers had grown tired of the formula. It was time for something new. I had to create an extremely new formula that I could sink my hooks into and ride out for the next decade or so. The problem was... I couldn't think of anything new. I had been writing the same old thing for so long that my mind had become narrow and unimaginative. So I stopped writing altogether. I became depressed and wallowed around the house in a dejected state. For weeks I never even removed my bathrobe. It was pathetic and clearly grating on my wife Linda's nerves. So she suggested, well, demanded, that we would take a nice long vacation in hopes that would give me some kind of inspiration to start writing again. Linda picked the location and when we arrived, I was elated that I wasn't involved in the process because she chose perfection. It was a private island resort, and that's not an exaggeration. The entire island was the resort. It was amazing. The location was an area that had perfect temperatures, thus air conditioning and heating units were not necessary. You would think we'd be staying in some elaborate luxury hotel, but nothing could be farther from the truth. All of the rooms within the resort were carved into the side of a mountain. 
The inside of the mountain room is exceptionally quiet, as not much in the way of sound is able to penetrate the dense walls. An enormous balcony extends past the mammoth opening on the face of the mountain, which has a breathtaking view of the transparent ocean below. A babbling mineral water brook cascades down the side of the mountain next to our balcony, providing a calming effect. Our meals consisted mainly of seafood that was alive earlier in the day. The tropical drinks were soothing, and the desserts were to die for. This was paradise, and my wife's intentions were gaining traction. I could feel my mind percolating. My true brainstorm came when we took a tour around the island and passed by the jagged mouth of a cave that exuded a sinister aura. The tour guide explained that the cave was the location of human sacrifice rituals performed by the native inhabitants back in the day. He went on to say that it's not unusual to hear murmurs, moaning, and even screams emanating from within the cave. He spoke sternly and made it clear that the cave was off-limits and trespassers would be punished. I did not heed the tour guide's warning. I had to venture into that cave. The ambience within had to be chilling. A journey through the forbidden cave would be my mind's true awakening. I just had to do it. I didn't even tell Linda about my intentions. This was an expedition I had to experience on my own. I waited until Linda had been fast asleep before I crept out of our highland room and scurried down the winding mountain stairs to the forbidden cave below. The nocturnal chirping of insects was deafening until I reached the mouth of the forbidden cave, and then suddenly all went eerily silent. A wall of darkness swallowed anything that was beyond the cave's entrance. So I withdrew my trusty cell phone, activated its flashlight, and began my trek into the forbidden cave. The walls of the cave were serrated and had the color of red clay. And while the mouth of the cave was gigantic, the interior of the cave quickly sloped into a smooth, slender corridor. The air within the cave was crisp, cool, and deathly still. My mind started playing tricks on me, making me wonder what would happen if the walls behind me crumbled inward, trapping me in the Forbidden Cave forever. But I didn't let that stop me from hiking forward. The tunnel continued to shrink, to the point where I had to stoop down to avoid bumping my head against the cave's roof, and the walls of the cave were growing increasingly thin. I could feel both sides of the sharp walls scraping against the outside of my shoulders. I had to turn sideways to avoid the discomfort, and within seconds the walls were closing in on me, pressing against my chest and back. If the walls transition continued in this manner, I'd have to turn back, in fear of getting lodged between the walls. It was then that I seemed to step through some kind of a doorway, and I found myself in a cavernous room that was swallowed by blackness. The room was so large that I could not see the walls or the ceiling. Hello? I cried out to see if my voice would echo back to me, but halted in my tracks when I heard a sharp whisper coming from the depths of the darkness. 
I see you. My heart momentarily stopped before I turned and bolted for the tunnel entrance, but I couldn't find it. I was slicing my hands as I felt around in the dark along the sharp walls. I frantically searched for the entrance that had brought me into this room, but my efforts were not bearing fruit. I was lost in a cavernous room, deep within the forbidden cave. Help me! Help me! Another sharp, whispering reply came forth. This time, it was much closer. There's no help for you here. I let out a scream as I could hear heavy footsteps galloping toward me, accompanied by an ear-piercing, malevolent hiss. I had nowhere to run. I had nowhere to hide. All I could do was scream, and that's exactly what I did. My screams came to a shrieking standstill when I heard a deafening metallic pound, followed by monstrous overhead lights buzzing to life and illuminating the entire cavernous room. The room was colossal, even more so than I had imagined, and was sprinkled with a magnificent array of sparkling stalagmites and stalactites. The mystical sound of water droplets plummeting into a cavernous pond echoed throughout the room. I was shocked to see my tour guide standing in the middle of the cavern. He was flanked by several rows of the resort staff, all standing in formation. I told you this cave was off limits. The resort staff moved forward, encircling me. I warned you that the trespassers would be punished. The resort staff rushed me, slammed me against the jagged rocks, and kept me restrained as the tour guide pulled out a drill with the meanest, longest, most intimidating drill bit I had ever seen. You have two choices. He paused for the longest time before finally ending the suspense. Torture or death? If I were the hero in one of my novels, my answer would have been... Death. Your death. Then I would have proceeded to defeat the evil tour guide and his band of followers. However, I'm not the hero in one of my novels. I'm just a chubby, bald coward, so I didn't hesitate with my real answer. Torture. I pick torture. The tour guide smiled as he stepped forward and held the tip of the drill bit close to my eye. You're going to wish you chose death. With that, he squeezed the drill's trigger, and the spinning drill of death roared to life. He started laughing maniacally as he moved the drill closer to my eye, and then suddenly dropped all emotion, shut off the drill, and dropped it to his side. All was deathly silent for a moment before the quiet was shattered by the sound of hands clapping together, and then a familiar laugh filled the air. My wife. The resort employees turned me loose, and the tour guide stepped aside so that my wife could face me. She stared at me coldly, before smiling sincerely. If this doesn't give you inspiration, nothing will. My jaw dropped. You bitch. 
My response brought a boom of laughter from all the attendees within the Forbidden Cave. It took me a couple days to forgive her, but her plan succeeded. My writer's block had been crushed to dust, and every book I have released since that fateful day in the Forbidden Cave has been a best-seller. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. My latest book has been released. Chunks of Terror, Volume 1. Over 20 scary stories are waiting for you. Go to Amazon and search for Chunks of Terror. Or go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. Most of my books are now available as audiobooks. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash audiobooks.